Hi, I'm Dana. I was raised in a communist country. I lived through two revolutions and this is my story. Welcome to Fair Go, your favourite podcast about building a better tomorrow. A podcast by the people, for the people, where we share small business stories from the business owners themselves. When you encounter unfair obstacles that are too hard to overcome on your own, remember, you don't have to do it alone. Together, we can rebuild our great Southland and make Australia proud again. Join us today at fairbusinessaustralia.com.au. Well, welcome to Fair Go, a podcast by the people, for the people. I have an exceptional um, two episodes because there's too much to cram into one. So I have asked Dana to come across uh, two episodes of our podcast and she's going to be sharing her background, actually coming out of um, East European communist back uh, culture. So uh, Dana, welcome to the show. And I'm going to just quickly read through the um, some of the message that you sent through to me and why I immediately reached out and said, oh my goodness, I need you on my show. Please come, please come. So right now you're a sole trader, interior designer, don't have any employees. Um, but you also, as, as well as being an interior designer, you're also uh, a lawyer. You have an international law degree. And uh, you um, have, you've also been uh, caught in two revolutions, one in Romania and another in Egypt. So where do we even start? Let's start with where were you born and what did your childhood look like? Oh, yeah. I was born in Romania. My mom, a doctor, my father, engineer. Those are the typical jobs you would get if you're a good boy and girl and started hard. And... Um, yeah, I pretty much spent my, my first years in there and went to school and university, had two degrees and then uh, got a scholarship uh, paid by the European Union, went to Italy, started commerce again. So it's been a bit of an interesting story. Um, mm -hmm. But I was caught in the middle during the revolution. I was just in high school and um, I grew up in a cage let's say, we call the country a cage. I grew up with an increasing anger. Mm. Everyone hated them. Everyone hated the Communist Party. Everyone was praying that they die. It was, everybody felt trapped. Mm. And I'll tell you why, because this guy was a good guy. Was, um, I can make some parallels, but I don't want to go into politics, <laughs> right? But I'm in Western Australia, so you know the drill. <laughs> so, yeah. This guy was such a good guy, and that's why people voted for him, because he stood up against Russia when Russia wanted to invade the Czech Republic, and he said, no, I'm not going to go. And uh, people loved him, so voted for him, then they went to sleep for 10 years or more. Mm -hmm. And then when they woke up, they had no rights, the constitution has changed, all the mandates became laws, there was no parliament anyway, anymore, you know, we come from, a, uh, from capitalism, mm -hmm. uh, between the, the two wars, we were a normal country, right, we had the parliament, we had the liberals, and we had the democrats, not democrats, it was a different party at the time, conservative, let's say. And then all of a sudden, this was no more. There was no private property. We didn't know what that was. We had to learn in school. 
after the revolution what private property meant. Wow. Um, yeah, we didn't have that. Wow. But we had our homes. Everybody had a house, right? Yeah. You are a tenant, but you didn't have a landlord or a property manager um, arranging inspections all the time. So it was like your home, but you are not the owner of the house. And the party or the regime will not ask you to, to leave ever. So if you wanted a better one, because they started building blocks of flats. And if you wanted something better in a better location, then you would ask and they will move you when it was available. You know, it's like social housing now, but for everybody. Well, I mean, the young people listening to this might say, well, Dana, that doesn't sound so bad. Housing for everybody, well, you never have to leave, you never have to have a you know, landlord checking that, through. That was the good part. And what I wanted to say, Rebecca, because a lot of Australians keep saying, you know, they look at YouTube, they look at Facebook, they look at mm. Twitter and they say, this is communist BS or socialist BS. No, it's not. This is just censorship that exists in many other countries kept in capitalism or in communism. It's not just the communist thing. The communists, then they look at China and they say, this is communist. Well, I'm sorry to tell you guys, but real communists came from Europe and China had, had their own recipe. So they took what's worse in both, what's the worst in both worlds and they combined it and they ended up with a hybrid, with a monster, maybe the worst regime you can ever encounter because there were good parts in communism and there were bad parts in communism in the classic one right so I, i'm gonna tell you so you had access to education yeah free education yeah. was old school education so you would have i don't want to talk about teachers there were teachers and teachers they would beat you up with a stick like in old times in england right um some of them not all of them the, but education or not the subjects you're studying, we would study international history. In year five, they start teaching us about uh, Sumerians, Babylonians, right? So we're not talking about Thomas Cook and we start from there. No, we start from the beginning. Geography is the same, literature, universal literature, you know, big names all over the world, not just ours. Mm. Right, so this was the kind of education, but through the school, so you, it was a completely different system. They didn't want to replicate what they saw in capitalism. They wanted a person to, to have a, a good knowledge of everything, but they were not focusing on being very, very good at something in particular. That was the communist uh, thing. And to be honest, you can't be competitive on the international markets if you do that, because it's not effective. If I'm a builder and I do everything, I won't do it fast enough and well enough, you know? So that was the opposite of what I see was happening in capitalism, where it's right. all money oriented and time is money and all that kind of stuff. Now, that was the kind of, but at the end of the day, I remember our history teacher who was an old lady, she was fantastic. And she said, you know, at the end of the day, you remain with some information. You should know the cultural part of history, not, necess not necessarily the dates. And, you know, yeah, you have to know certain dates, obviously, <laughs> when the war ended and all these things. But still, you learn from others' mistakes. So you understand, 
you have some more strategic thinking. What would happen if you do this? What happens if you do that? You know, you learn, you learn a lot. And then you go through school and there are certain exams. And if you are good enough, for instance, after primary school, primary school was four years, then you have the secondary school four years, then you will have an exam to go to high school. So you could go to the best high school. If you're a good student, you had the opportunity to go to your, the best high school in town if you pass the exam, right? And then again, another exam uh, after two years, just to check who is good enough to go to university and all the others would go to professional schools, you know, like become tradies, right? So completely different, you see, and salaries were also uh, considered according to people's degrees. So you will see a lot of Eastern Europeans with a lot of degrees because this is what we need. You have to study hard to make money, right? So right. if you wanted to, to, to have a good life, you had to study. Well, it's not no longer the case here. You see, it's not right. So much. And what what would you need money for if your major purchases like your house are already taken care of by the government? Oh no, you are paying rent, right? Okay. You are paying rent, and that was the problem. It's a great question because we didn't have a variety in shops. So if you wanted to buy furniture, you would have two factories with or maybe three models, and that's all. And this is what I feel is going to happen here because you see, I had a retail business with smaller shops might um, might die one day just because you know they can't sell enough and they can't beat Superama prices. So all these guys will disappear. Then you're left with a shop like Superama with the same style. And it reminds me of the communist times. Right. But as you said, the shops, now you have an experience. You went to Coles, right? Yes. And you saw the shelves. Well, yes. our shops were like that in the 70s. It all started in the 70s when um, the dictator decided to pay the national debt and they started to export the, all the food they could. Everything they were exporting, but because of the low value of the export, something like what Australia does right now with mining and doesn't look anywhere else. Mm. And I'm really upset because Australia has the technology, has the know-how to export better products to more countries, right? Mm. But we are exporting right raw materials to China and we call it a day or a year or whatever, right? So this mm. is what Romania did. And it takes longer to pay off a debt, right? When you export chickens and <laughs> other, you know, funny yeah. things. Yeah. And people were starving. So um, the dictator forgot. We didn't have electricity, only a couple of hours a day. Uh, we didn't have um, water. I don't remember how many times I had a bath on, in a year, a full bathtub full of water, clean one. It usually was... Um, the water was usually black or brown or garden. Wow. So we would wash in a bucket that we would carry three, three story and we were kids in buckets from down. We made wells so we can survive. Wow. Um, you see, there are good parts, education, and you would get a job as well. If you graduate, depending on your grades, you'd get top jobs and what, what's left, you couldn't yeah. do you couldn't refuse any job, you would go to jail. But 
uh, you didn't have the stress of putting putting this uh, money on the table to pay for right. different things. But that, yeah, on the other hand, my mom was always complaining. I have a lot of money and nothing to buy with. Right. That was another problem. And uh, members of the Communist Party had access to what we would call today an online shop of food, an online grocery. So they would order on a secret, secret number and it would be deliver, delivered to their home. Really? Uh, yeah. So, you know, when life gives you lemon, you make lemonade. And we made a lot of lemonade in my time. So one wow. of the lemonades was... Um, all these factories had people working in them, right? Food factories. And um, before being exported, those people would try to steal some of it and sell it to the rest, <laughs> you know? Oh so it was a black market of food. Wow. And so, that's okay. So this, so Romania, okay, I just want to recap for yeah. the listeners. So the, um, the dictator, and he wasn't a dictator at the time, he was seen as a savior because yeah, he stood up yeah. to Russia. And yeah. then you said, quote, unquote, the country went to sleep for 10 years and all of a sudden woke up and there was no parliament. Yeah. And then, you you know, the basic necessities like electricity and running water are out of lack. All of the resources are getting sold for a very, yeah. very small profit margin yeah. overseas to lower the national debt. And yeah. although there are plenty of jobs to go around, the um, ind individuality is certainly not valued or promoted in any way. This communism about individuality. Yes, this there is none. Communism. Yes. So yes. and and so okay. So so as long as you don't stand out and you slot in like a little piece of Tetris, yeah, a block in the wall. Um, you're fine, but if you want to have any individuality or or better yourself in any way, as your mum said, I've got all this money but nothing to spend it on. And if if you want to have you know different furniture or anything like that, so is that why is that why the people of Romania hated communism so much because it took out the flavour of life? Yeah, yeah, that was it. And there is something else. You see, we didn't have entertainment. Right. Television was just an, an object of decor, right? So our only entertainment was, I mean, every day they would have news at seven right. o'clock until 7.30 and they would and, tell us how great the dictator was. And right, so it was propaganda. Yeah, and then yeah. you would have like two hours of a, something like a patriotic, you know, program of uh, wow. praising the Communist Party. As kids, we were asked to... Uh, go to this kind of what you see in China right now. We had to participate in uh, in this kind of demonstrations and show how happy we are and all that kind. But it's all propaganda, and there's nothing you can do. So that our parents, baby boomers, said, "Yeah, just keep doing, and that's it. And let's pray that he might have a heart attack and we we get rid of him." So uh, that's a, a typical, I don't want to offend anyone, but many, many baby boomers in communist countries or non-communist countries, I see that they had that kind of attitude. Yeah. And we are more, I mean, my generation, Generation Y is the one that sacrificed itself for freedom. Mm -hmm. Our country was the only one that needed a bloodbath to get out of it. Um, was the only dictatorship there. All the right. other country, communist countries had just a smooth transition. We call it the Velvet Revolution. 
Right. So for us students, uni students are the ones who stood up and they were slaughtered, slaughtered, thousands of them in Bucharest until the army said no more and turned against the dictator. But until the army made the decision, you know, that was it, slaughtered, yeah. ten men, or, you know, nothing, uh, not, nothing would have been solved. So then they took over the television, national television, the demonstrants, and they said, brothers, we won, and that was it. So it was important for them to reach the television and yes. broadcast and tell the truth. And so how long um, after they declared victory, because the army said, we're not going to kill these kids anymore, how long was it before the country actually managed to rebuild to some semblance of freedom and normality? Oh, it was instant. It was, it was instant. instant? Yes, really? because 90%, apart from members of the Communist Party who were not very happy with the change, obviously, everybody else was so happy. So the rumors and the, the movement started on 15th of December, 1989 in another part of the country and then extended 21st to 22nd, 23rd in, of December in Bucharest. And then the dictator ran away. He was caught, brought back to justice. There was a, well, he said certain things, but he was in his own bubble. He didn't know what he, what was going on. And then we yeah. executed him live on 21st of December wow. as a gift to the whole people of Romania to see and uh, rejoice, which we yeah. consider later on as uh, having been very cruel. But imagine that this dictatorship lasted 25 years. I was telling you that after 10 years, they realized they had no rights. So whatever you are voting, it didn't matter anymore because they were not looking at your voting ballot. Many people were going to vote just to write uh, something against the government, you know. But wow. the government, just to imagine the level, they already had secret services following you. We had microphones in our telephones. We had microphones in the new buildings, in the walls, in the ceiling. I discovered one when I moved to Bucharest. So they will listen. But because 99% of the people were just cursing all the time they had enough of listening you can't arrest the whole country so they nice. started to listen carefully and follow those who wanted to gather discuss broadcast tell others from yes. overseas you know what's going on and yes that that was their target now mm -hmm. my mom would curse him every single day over the phone talking to her friends mm. she was never arrested she could have been arrested a hundred thousand times maybe because she was a well-known doctor so they <laughs> needed her i don't know but it was but the way they took power and this i think it's so important to learn it's the same like hitler how did hitler come to power people closed their eyes people were in denial they didn't think it, it would happen it happens very quickly and just to give you an example, my mom told me a story on how my grandparents lost all their land because the land was taken, right? And they thought, they heard, they will come with a donation kind of a letter that they had to sign that they donate their land to the Communist Party, right? And my, my grandparents didn't want that. And the men in the village, they knew they're gonna come in the next two weeks 
So they all went into hiding because their name was on the title. Right. So they thought they would get away. So they left the women and children behind. And what happened, pure st a real story, right? My mom was a kid going to school in the morning. A guy came into the house, asked grandma to sign. Grandma refused. He, he started beating her up until she fainted. He dragged her around the house by her hair. She took her finger while she was unconscious, right? Put it on the ink and pressed it on the paper. Although, although grandma was not illiterate. I mean, she could have signed, but she didn't want to. And this is how it, how it was done. And my mom said, I screamed and screamed and screamed and nobody came to her help because it was a village. You know, I think everybody was trying to hide <laughs> or something. Yeah. So men were not in the village at all. They were hiding in the forest somewhere. Wow. And gran my grandfather was not a coward. He fought in the war. He reached as far as Stalingrad. So he he just had enough. And he they thought uh, these communists will have some integrity and yes. you know, convince you the normal way, you know, have yes. calm, son, you have no choice, stuff like that. But it didn't happen. It was just cruel. Just all of a sudden. And we're seeing the same thing happen now because I keep I, I keep seeing comments from people that um, are deeply offended that anybody would compare Australia to Nazi Germany or to a communist country. But we just saw last week in Harvey Bay that you know a sixty-something-year-old woman was arrested and put in the back of a paddy wagon. Five people, five police officers, simply because she refused to show whether or not she was vac vaccinated or not. Yeah. whether or not she'd have the jab. Just yesterday, we saw um, a cafe owner arrested by three police officers because he refuses to uh, insist that people have vaccine papers in order to be served. So he wishes to serve everybody. So do you talk to me about how many similarities you're seeing right now? I mean, you're in WA, you have Mark McGowan right now. Um, which I don't think anybody listening to this podcast really has much respect for the man, to be quite honest. And we're entitled to those, those opinions because, you know, this is yeah. a free country, freedom of speech and all that. But what, what kind of similarities are you seeing? Can, can you give exact anecdotal evidences to, okay, I saw this and it reminded me of that in back yeah. in Romania? Yeah. So uh, before starting that, I just, you know, I just, feel that Mark McGowan was um, a good example of our dictator. And I kept telling people and they said, you're too negative, it will never reach to that, it will never. But you know, Rebecca, when you live all your life, let's say you live in a house, an old house, and you have a rat or a mouse uh, in the house, right? So you, you know what an infestation of mice or rat looks like. Right, you see the poop everywhere and so on, and you had enough and you start eradicating, you try to fit, to get rid of them. Then you move into a beautiful home, mm. right, brand new. You never had infestations there, right? You live for many years, you understand the parallel, I think. And then all of a sudden you see the rat poop and maybe the one who lived in the house or um, maybe your roommates or they might say, what's that? Because they've never seen it before. So they can't identify sure. what animal is that, or what, but you know it and you see it faster. Yes. So with Mark McGowan, I'm not saying he's a rat. I liked the guy, to be very honest, in the beginning, we all loved the guy. 
And I'll tell you why, because uh, we had normal lives during COVID. So I had this shop and, uh, when COVID uh, started, we were in lockdown, I don't even remember a week, maybe or two. It's true that retail businesses came from a very dark place, recession and everything. So it was really harder on us than many others. And we were asked to stay open while the entire population was told to stay at home and not go shopping unless for food. So it was that big scare and all that stuff. But after that, everything became went back to normal. We were COVID free, right? I know why, because the borders are closed. I mean, it's logic, right? If you, nobody comes in, uh, nobody gives you anything. <laughs> but um, people saw that uh, the economy is going up, right? The, um, the real estate, we've been suffering, Rebecca, for many, many years with real mm -hmm. estate just plunging 30% or 35% from 2014. Mm. Right? Prices went down. And even when they say, you know, it goes up 10%. It's really not, not enough. People bought their homes and they were suffering. I worked in real estate for a while. So I, I felt for them, right? Mm. So everything was up. And then uh, Western Australians were not allowed to go to Bali to spend their money. So they had to spend their money in Western Australia. And that was good for those businesses in hospitality affected by it. Actually, we had shortage of staff and everything. It wasn't really properly well thought through, but sure. what can you do? Sure. So then, then this is the reason why he won the elections because we had normal lives. We are wearing masks now, but we are not wearing masks all this time. Wow. People were having coffees. I had family coming over from Victoria and they couldn't believe we go for a coffee out. So this is what happened with Magam. And if I am to make a parallel, I, I watched a video in this month about a survivor, a Holocaust survivor, a lady from Austria. She was Jewish, a uh, Jewish lady, really nice. And she explained how Austria accepted Hitler because they were so down of the economy, people yes. were starving. They yes. would knock on the door asking for soup. So then there was a referendum asking, she said that Austria was not conquered by Hitler. No. We gave our freedoms to Hitler because um, we heard um, Germans were doing just fine and the economy was great. So we let him come in and then they started to replace elected leaders with appointed leaders. And then they start introduce the IDs to even board the bus, public transport. They were asking for your national card. Mm. And she said, just be careful because it's going the same way. So I can see yeah. here. So with my gown, the same. The economy was great. People voted for him. Yes. Then in November, he comes with no job, no job. How many COVID cases did we have? Zero. Right now, right. in December, he said um, um, he extended, you know, so it's no job, no, uh, no job. And then he was the first premier to make the booster, uh, to mandate the booster. Right. Gosh. How many cases of COVID did we have? Zero. This weekend, yes. Mr. McGowan uh, had a press conference and declared war 
not war, but he said he is, is going to make the non-vaccinated life very hard. And uh, he uh, told people that are not vaccinated, he said people not non-vaccinated can't go in any entertainment area, any clubs, yeah. any yoga, any gyms, all that stuff, no theaters, no concerts, no nothing. Uh, and no booze, <laughs> no bottle shop. So yeah, not even the it. bottle shops. Yeah, wow. no, because I think he associates entertainment of the non-vaccinated non yeah. people with bottle yeah. shops. So maybe we we got it all wrong. Maybe he is just caring. About, he just cares about our health. Maybe <laughs> next time will be no maca and no uh, farmer jack, uh, hungry jacks and no but it, it's it's laughable at a but on the other hand it's really scary. And when yes. did he declare that? When we had nine cases of COVID, nine, nine, only for nine cases of COVID. So I said, if my gun has a thousand a day, but we had only one a day or none a day or two, it's the same cluster, right? So mm. nine cases in total. But if you have a, a thousand, what would he do? put us in jail, kill us. And do you have the quarantine camps over in WA? Because we've got them here in Queensland. I saw that they are building one. Maybe next time I'll meet, I'm there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, they're building. So back in Nazi Germany, yeah. they freely allowed Hitler in, and I, and I was yeah. aware of that. You just, uh, you know. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware either. Just Facebook right. showing me things is the first time when I see I have an advantage of mm. speaking other languages because Facebook seems to be, you know, the censorship is uh, harder right. on, on English uh, text, right. English videos. But if you speak another language, you still have access to the information. But mm. weird that uh, Facebook showed me this with right. this lady. You see yes. this? Um, so with this lady explaining and saying, don't give up on your rights. Because so people, that's what we did. Yeah, so people are freely allowed in. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Hitler's freely allowed in. Yes. Because he's, quote, unquote, he's keeping the people safe from yeah. economic yeah. disarray. Yeah. And, and so he's keeping us safe. He's going to do a great job. And all of a sudden it's, you now need papers in order to do this. You now need papers in order to do that. And then the police start actually arresting people who don't comply. Not complying, yeah. And I still don't understand why people can't see the similarities with what is going on right now in Australia, that people are being arrested if they don't comply and they have to show papers in order to live in a free society. You know what the difference is? There are two differences I note with Hitler. So the difference number one is that Hitler didn't do it overnight. So he started replacing people, yes. elected ones, so then yes. they can change the law. Yes. Right? So then his mandates are law now, while in Australia it's, it's unbelievable because the mandates are not laws, yet people obey them blindly. And it's not only that, but they would insult you for not doing it so. Mm. And to be honest, here in Western Australia, I see little, little um, interest in opposing that. Mm. I don't see much, uh, you know, I, 
I know that of some people, I know the areas they are living in, they are the health conscious people, you know, very educated and so on. But how many of them will stand up? All the others, they just go and they are proudly showing, uh, uh, you know, having a booster tomorrow and yeah. la la la. I'm so proud you can't say anything, obviously, because um, what <laughs> I try to share, you know, you know yeah. that you have the right to say no, you know that. And another, another thing between Hitler and what's happening now is that Hitler uh, took the Jews, so that he took a minority and experimented on them, right? And they were uh, based on their race and DNA and other things. And it was something interesting to them to see how, how these things work. While our governments, they experiment on everybody. And mm. the minority doesn't want to take the experiment. So not yet there, mm. <laughs> but if we, if we sleep, I think Western Australia will become, there is something else with Mark McGowan that shocked me once. I mean, he got so much confidence in what he does right now. He's so confident. How can you say that your mandate is here for years to come? This is what he said this weekend, wow. for years to come. How can you be so confident? I know the Labour won by 90%. That's because Liberals had no representation um during the election so yeah and it was the same in queensland it was it was almost like they didn't want to win i, I don't know where the yeah. conservatives were i never i never saw any advertisement or anything so yeah so i don't know so then he said once he was making fun of clive palmer in one right. of the, i saw it on uh 10 news to be honest on the project so how uh, you make it fun oh, is not here blah 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 he had a meeting with uh i don't know economic forum i don't know what and he said yeah uh, western australia is the second would be this if western australia was a country it would be the second largest growing economy in the world right now during COVID. but it's not a country yet mm. and i was like really what does that supposed to mean? Yes. I came to Australia because I love the Australia fair. I love the spirit. Yeah. Yes. I love, and I'm, I'm shocked, you know, what will we be? Will we be a colony, Western Australia colony, colony of China? Because they don't seem to care about other sector than the mining. Mm. I don't see mm. much happening other than mining and mm. all the money coming from the mining. But what about something else? Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah, there are a lot of natural resources that are readily sent overseas and uh, and the money does not seem to go back into the local communities, that's for certain. But I want to go back to what you said about um, Romania after you had a really bloody revolution and, oh. and a lot of young people gave their lives for that. But, but you said once victory was declared, uh, things turned around extremely quickly. Yeah. Do you think that um, if we were to have a, uh, a revolution of sorts um, when the federal election comes up, if we were to win, quote unquote, that way and not have to, um, God forbid, ever go to bloodshed, do you yeah. think that the country could turn and recover quickly? Definitely. Definitely. You do. Because you do have the resources, we didn't. We had to mm. learn what the market economy was. Yes. It's turned around because, you know, I do believe the revolution was helped from the outside, CIA and all that stuff. And the dictator mm. mentioned that, and we were all laughing. 
because we didn't know what's behind all that. So we see a decrease in the level of education nowadays. So we are becoming like any other country, you know, in the free world, so-called free world, you know, big pharma lobbying with doctors. But I saw that in Middle East, people believing that doctors are just some are unbiased. They don't know what's happening behind the curtains. So I had friends, they were reps for big pharma. They go to every single doctor to try to promote their products and get a commission and so on. So imagine if that's been happening for decades. Yes. And if you, if you go to a small clinic, private clinic, not a big one that has a director, a manager and the doctor. Yes. So a small uh, private clinic and you go there and you might notice if you wait, you might notice someone that's overdressed and it has, a, it has a folder, fancy folder or a laptop or something. Oh, that's a rep trying to promote their flyers. As my mom is a doctor, but she is from a farmer's old school, right? So she said, oh, I don't fall for it unless the product is good. I don't care. But sometimes I see it's, um, it's just a fight you know, for the commission. So you go to the pharmacy and the pharmacy might ask you here, here in Australia happens all the time. Why do you want this medicine? I can give you the other one. It's yes. the same active substance. You know, yes. I went to have uh, glasses made. Uh, I have a, uh, an appointment with Specsavers this yes. week. You know yes. what they told me? And it's so wrong. They told me, okay, we're going to book you in for um, um, just to... Uh, to see what uh, I, I've never done it, so I don't know how this is going to go. But I guess you know, just to know the what type of glasses I need. And I said we're going to book in for an audiogram. I don't need an audiogram. That's for the years. I just want glasses. Oh yeah, but now we do audiograms as well. And don't worry, it's covered by Medicare. Yeah, but why would I need audiogram? Mm. My mom is a specialist in otorhinolaryngology. I know which organs are connected and eyes are not connected. <laughs> yes. But that yes. shows the level of, you know, the deep roots of yes. the whole system is, is an old system. Yes. It's a bit of a change. But what I feel, Rebecca, and I'm worried, there are a lot of independents. There are a lot of new parties. It's very confusing because you don't know whom to give your vote to. Mm. And it's so important not to give your vote to someone that can make a difference. Mm. I don't understand why they don't create an alliance of parties, at least to fight these two, the traditional ones, because this is how it's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen in Western Australia, what they're going to vote for sure. Labor, I don't know. What would you consider that the, the sentiment is in Western Australia amongst the general public? And what, what do you see as, as mainstream media? Is it, is it the propaganda that we're seeing um, in Vic, New South Wales and Queensland? Yeah, but you know, this is what I wanted to say. When love gives you lemon, you make lemonade. In communist times, we didn't have television. So our only entertainment was uh, reading books. Right, so yeah. we have a, an ex extensive library. It's true, some books are not allowed into the country because uh, you might, uh, generally there are books written by people who left the country, so traitors, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, even the national anthem we have uh, was forbidden at the time. Wow. Because you know how the national anthem uh, started? 
wake up Romanian. Right? Wow. Obviously, it's like the French one. French one says, um, uh, "Hi, kids, uh, let's let's go. The the day of glory has arrived. So, uh, kids of the country, wake up. Let's go. <laughs> you know. So that's the French anthem. So that's why they are singing it during the demonstrations in Europe now in France. Wow. So um, it was the same, but we educated ourselves a lot. You know, mm. it's philosophy. And so it was harder for the communists to make us believe whatever. We knew that uh, television was uh, compromised on media. We didn't have much media, to be honest. I saw what's happening uh, in Egypt during the revolution and what CNN did and what they reported and how they twisted all the facts, how they uh, estimated the number of, of, of people demonstrating and they estimated to fit their uh, agenda. Not Because you were in Egypt, weren't you, during yeah. this time? Yeah. yeah. So and you saw, saw it with your own eyes. Yeah, and another, another thing that I saw here, I don't know if people realize, do you remember with the media here, do you remember when I think in uh, week three of COVID, they started to talk about, oh my goodness, we need a vaccine and we don't have a vaccine yet. They're not talking about treatment. Why are people still dying? They discovered later on in Italy, um, the doctors didn't respect their, their protocol and they started to perform autopsies and they discovered the ventilators were creating blood clotting in the lungs and patients collapsed. I mean, the lungs collapsed. So there was something wrong with the quantity of oxygen administered and so on. So, um, and they are talking here, all of them, just about the need. They were creating the need. They were lobbying for the need of a vaccine. When you study economics, you know, if you have a crappy product and you wanna promote it, uh, you create the need first, right? And so does this go back to uh, your analogy about, about the mouse poo, that you started yeah. seeing these little yeah. little drops everywhere and thinking, this there's something not right about this. So yeah. how long into COVID before you started personally to go, this smells like Romania, this smells like what I've already gone through? Oh, I think when I started to receive from Facebook, I started to receive threats that I'm going to deplatform you because you shared, I don't know what uh, video and it's not true right. uh, what it was and la la la. I mean, uh, they reinstated the video, but later on, it was something different. It was not about, not even about COVID, although now Facebook says that they consider whatever is against the COVID uh, rule, they consider it hate speech. And even right. if you comment, about COVID, you know, certain, there, there are certain keywords that I think their artificial intelligence looks at. Right. Uh, you find yourself, uh, yeah, so I was uh, already threatened and mm. I didn't like that. And I felt like I'm in a communist. Um, mm. I didn't look, I stopped watching, believe me, I stopped watching uh, mainstream media because I saw uh, bashing of the non-vaccinated all the time all the time and nobody uh, was explaining what the vaccines are all about and many people stating oh haven't you gotten your vaccine when you're a baby well obviously you're clueless you don't know what you're talking about 
Um, do you know there are four types of vaccines? And do you know how they work? And um, I think last year when they started to, to, to produce the vaccines, I found on AstraZeneca how AstraZeneca vaccine works. Very good explanation and so on. Then that, that video disappeared. And it was replaced with how effective, blah, 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 and all that, blah, 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 and everything sugar-coated. So people don't start complaining that it's a DNA vaccine, that it's a gene therapy, you know, so they started all that. So I don't know if it's communist. You see, if we talk about, if we're in Saudi Arabia and we discuss against the king, do you think we'll be here tomorrow? Mm. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia has a shield mm. uh, on the internet, so you, you can't access certain websites right. from Saudi Arabia. So this is censorship, it's tyranny, but still not communism. So I couldn't really, I, I think I was thinking something fishy, not only through my uh, communist experience in my country as in what was happening in Egypt during the Arab Spring. So mm. that could have ended in a civil war easily, easily. Mm. It just happened. CNN was the leader in all the disinformation. And then uh, Al Jazeera followed. So you see journalism. I've heard Australians being upset with a journalist that is in Egypt, in uh, in prison, Al Jazeera doesn't want to help, of course, because that journalist must probably said something to serve Al Jazeera. Mm. But and now the, the employer doesn't care that he ends up in prison for saying something, mm. you know. Um, so it happens in these countries, and um, you just see it's a tyranny coming. Communist or not communist, you know, it could be Hitler too here. We could have a Hitler too. We call him. Mm the emperor of Australia. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, be if he Hitler blame, yeah, Hitler blame the Jews. And right now it's it's the unjabbed that are being blamed for the demise of the country, even though it's widely accepted and understood that uh, getting the jab doesn't stop you spreading it doesn't reduce transmissibility at all. So what what do you see when we fast forward and we and we are on the other side of this? What do you see as a rebuilt Australia? What does that look like for you? I mean, I never asked you, what, what year did you actually come to Australia? Uh, 2013. Okay, so you've not been here for very long. No, no. So what, what do you see as being a rebuilt Australia? Do you want it just to go back to 2013? Or did you see things even back then that you were like, oh, this is not that great? I was not very aware. I just wish uh, just something about media and I let them be. Um, in Romania, I think, because we don't have tax returns and stuff like that, so I don't know what incentives were given there to televisions to support the, um, the narrative, but many televisions started to turn against the vaccine. And then, because this is Romania and generally Latin countries do that, they have a lot of talk shows, every party, every channel supports a a political party or one side of the story and then mm. another channel supports the other side of the story so you mm. know the truth is in the middle so now there are many ch tv channels that started to to talk about the uh, side effects and blah 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 and then people started to smarten up uh we romania was vaccinated only 40 percent it had a delta wave that 
uh, and the uh, European Union considered, oh, too high because you're not vaccinated, but it was about 18,000 a day, and that was all. And now uh, Romania is in green, has no problems with Omicron whatsoever, mm. uh, natural immunity for everyone, mm. only Romania and Sweden, because Sweden doesn't have these restrictions as well. Mm. So the rest are struggling. And people with, COVID, with uh, vaccinated ones are struggling more than non-vaccinated. They are in hospitals, many of them. I know from my mom, not the statistics. 10% of them, the televisions are saying, 10% of them were, uh, of the dead were vaccinated fully. Some, some with booster are dying of, Omic of this bloody Omicron. This, this little thing, which is Omicron, right? It's supposed to be mild. Yet the booster, the boosted ones, uh, seem to, you know, not cope with it very well. So doctors were told in Romania they were not allowed to speak. So Which is the same said, in Australia. Yeah, they are not allowed to talk. So you go to your GP to get uh, the truth. No, you're not gonna get it. So they are mm. not allowed to talk because if they talk, they can't. It's not that they lose their job only. They can't practice medicine yeah. anywhere yeah so you have to keep yeah. silent and that is the same in australia too they've yeah. been told that uh even if um they're not even allowed to do telehealth they're not even allowed to practice over the phone unless they're vaccinated yeah so um that's why i how i see it i see it with a better education you know a better education people should know what happened History is so important, so mm. they don't repeat the mistake again. Mm. And that uh, second, you shouldn't be tied to the television and understand television is not unbiased. So mm. unfortunately for Australia, we have only channels supporting the same narrative. We don't have opposition, so mm. people don't know the truth. I'm not saying Romanians are super uh, educated, not anymore. So they, they also watch. TV and they also see what's going on only from TV and many of them are brainwashed, right? Depending on what TV channel they follow. But yeah. at least if you want to find the other side of the story and that is what it should be, right? The truth is in the middle all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, at least you have access to that kind of information. And I get a lot of videos on Facebook just because they're translated in Romanian. Right. I had another video that I tried to share with you. It was a message from a, an MP, member of the yep. European Parliament, a German lady who was saying the same things. We let Hitler do whatever he liked because uh, it was comfortable. And we mm. slept. It was comfortable. You know, you had what you needed. And why would you care? Mm. We have been asleep at the wheel for a very long time in Australia. At least most of us have. At least yeah. most of us have. Well, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show. Thank you for coming. Do you have any final, given that you've lived through two revolutions and you were raised in a communist nation, do you have any tips or tricks or, you know, pointers as to how people can, can get through and hold on until we're on the other side, number one? And number two, um, what could they do to speed up that process so we can get past this as quickly as possible and rebuild the nation? So number one, I would say educate yourself uh, very well about 
how the vaccines work and understand the other guy's point of view. When you learn how they work and you still want to do it, by all means, if you are so frightened, do it. But take everything with a pinch of salt because it's not a tragedy what they are showing. They manipulate uh, numbers and uh, they have their own narrative and you fall for it without even knowing. So that's number one and get educated because many people who don't want to take the vaccine, they don't know why they don't want to take it. When you, you know it's your life and health and, or if you have an underlying condition or someone that died of cancer in your family, you should consider that, you should look, search it up. Um, I think I put a link of how the vaccines work, the COVID vaccines work. I don't know if it's on the website or on, uh, on one of these posts that you have mm -hmm. at Business Australia. Uh, get yourself educated so you know what it is all about. So when someone challenges you, like those guys challenging the police today, uh, not today, I don't know which bar, Wonder Bar or... Uh, bar uh, Wonder, yes. Yes, so ask, telling the policeman what wearing a mask could do to his lungs. Mm. Yeah, that was so well documented and so, so nicely said. So mm. then you are confident why you don't want to be vaccinated and mm. think about it in one, two years, this thing will, will pass and the truth is, will uh, prevail anyway. Mm. So why do it and why not resist? And if life gives you lemons, make a lemonade. They don't let you buy um, alcohol from a shop. Well, maybe it's time not to buy alcohol at all, right? If they don't, you know, try to make it easy on yourself. Don't don't feel that desperate. Who will get the shot just because he can have a coffee, right? And and document yourself. This is what I, I tell everyone. You know, look what your rights are. Know what what to say when the police comes to grab you. And this is what I see. And. Mm. For how to change that, obviously, I wouldn't recommend a revolution to anyone. <laughs> That's not the way to go. Mm. It's just make your vote count. Find out what's the best. I still don't know what's the best way to vote in a way that, you know, we kick labor and liberal or we limit their power. So that's why I said if these political parties were to unite, and have an alliance or something, then mm. it'll be easier for all of us to, yeah, I know I vote for this and uh, we take it from there. I know that some of them want to change, make Australia great again, and I subscribe to that. Um, do they have the expertise? Do they have the rights, you know, support? I don't know, you know, so just let's, let's do something and make our vote count. And mm. if one state, if one state succeeds to do that, I think that would be a great, a great victory for all mm. of us. You know how Florida is free in America. Yes. You know what happens in Florida? People from New York sell their homes and move to Florida. Yes. I have a friend, she said that real estate went crazy up. But a, a story from Egypt goes like that. When the new regime came to power, there were 50-50, right? People for and against. The Muslim Brotherhood uh, was the new regime in power, and they started to persecute Christians, generally businessmen. And these guys, mm -hmm. they had businesses in shipping, tourism. We are talking millions of dollars. But these guys had dual citizenship, or they looked for another country like Georgia, wanting investors. 
So right. overnight, they liquidated because they couldn't stand it anymore. They would force them to sell their businesses to some Muslim Brotherhood uh, members and a lot yeah. of stuff going on. So they got upset. They were so upset. They started liquidating everything. They took all their money, you know, in American dollars mm. and they left the country and they created mm. a financial collapse, although it's a country with wow. 100 million. 100 million people, we didn't have dollars. I mean, Egypt had no dollars to pay for anything, right? So we couldn't even transfer $100 back home. Wow. So this is what happens, but what would labor know? Do they have businesses? Do, we, do they understand that if you upset some of these investors, and I know a lot of South Africans that don't want to vaccinate and they don't want all this, yeah. they want to be free, and they have a lot of yeah. money and if they move and they start liquidating and they start selling their homes, what will happen? Exactly. But if one state wins, then we have a win. Mm. So I know Very Victoria good. is upset. I have family in Victoria and I know they are upset. I know uh, they don't want the booster, even the vaccinated. The majority, mm. they don't want to hear about it. Mm. So I have high hopes there and I have very high hopes for Queensland. I'm surprised to say that label is so strong there. I really have high yeah. hopes. Yeah, well, we do too. Uh, we're a bit crazy in Queensland and that might be what it takes. So oh, yeah. well, I uh, really appreciate you having you on the show. I'd love to check in with you in a few months time to find okay. out what is happening in Western Australia. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll speak with you soon. Thank you. See ya. Have you got an inspiring story to tell? Register your business now for your chance to be featured on our Fair Go podcast. Ready to lend a helping hand? That's great. You can chip in through the website. Remember, 100% profit goes directly back into local small business. Together, we can rebuild this great Southland for ourselves and the next generation. Go to fairbusinessaustralia.com.au